What is going on, everybody? We are back for the Our City Podcast. A lot of MLB news to talk about. Not much Mets news today. Uh, if you haven't heard already, Mets had a little uh, have a little COVID scare going on. One position player and one staff member, from what we know, have tested positive for coronavirus. So their play has been suspended until further notice. They had their last game in Miami canceled, or postponed, excuse me, and then the entire weekend series with the Yankees postponed. They're scheduled to have off tomorrow anyway, and then having three with Miami at home, and then three again with the Yankees. Uh, Obviously, it stinks, but I mean, the health and safety of the players and staff is of far more importance than the game so I mean it's just it's horrible but there's there's nothing you can do about it really to prevent it you just got to just wait it out I mean um it's it was it stunk it stinks but again there's nothing really we can do so uh what probably will happen is or at least the unfortunate thing that might happen is to make up those three games they missed with the Yankees, all three games this weekend or this coming weekend will probably be double headers for all three days, so three straight days of double headers, and then maybe this week they'll have another double header with the Marlins to make up for that game. Uh, that does not sound fun for the players on a physical level, but given the circumstances, I mean, what else can they really do? I mean, there's nothing they can really do. But that's pretty much it for Mets news. I mean, nothing else has really happened besides the COVID outbreak. Uh, our worst fears have been realized. You, you don't realize really how bad it can be until it hits your team, and then it hits your team, and you're kind of like, well, crap, this stinks. But for whoever the player and staff member is, hope they get healthy. The good news, though, is that all the Mets that have been tested since the positive result they've all tested negative so it hasn't spread so they're not having a like a Marlins or Cardinals situation on their hands which is very good they're only having the one player and the one staff member so far that they left in Florida until they're cleared but everybody else was cleared and head back to New York so there is some light at the end of the tunnel but right now it that kind of stinks but for the rest of this episode it's going to be Pretty much baseball news. Uh, We got three topics I want to talk about. The first one is uh, Tom Brennan, if I said his name correctly. The Reds broadcaster uh, is suspended. At least right now, he's suspended until further notice. He most likely will be fired. Uh, For those of you who haven't seen seen it, uh, he he caused quite the uproar on social media the other night, uh, while broadcasting the Reds Royals game, he slipped a homophobic slur when so that he thought or he didn't realize they were back from commercial. They were back, so they could hear his casual talking in the booth. Like sometimes that'll happen, but this time, uh, the broadcaster got busted for not saying appropriate workplace language. Uh, I don't want to quote it. Because even though I'm quoting someone, I shouldn't get in trouble for it. But, you know, it's, um, 
I will quote it. So what he said was, uh, his exact quote was, Kansas City, one of the fag capitals of the world. Uh, There's obviously uh, no excuse for that. Uh, I was skeptical about saying it because I didn't want to get in trouble, but uh, again, I'm directly quoting what he said. So uh, he, he said that caused quite the at first everyone was kind of like wait what did he really just say that and then it kind of caught fire and spread all over everywhere and then next thing you know fans are calling for him to be get out of baseball for life and all this stuff and he gets pulled from the broadcast mid-game but before that happened it just to add even more most awkward moment ever to it he's in the middle he finds out that they heard him and it went viral. So he's in the middle of apologizing. And while he's in the middle of apologizing, Nick Castellanos crushes a homer right in the middle of his apology. So we kind of had to stop for a minute and he was just like, it's ca-, and he's like, Castellanos hits a homer and it's four nothing Reds. Like he didn't get excited for it or anything. He just said what happened and then continued with his apology. Uh, so that very well was probably one of the most awkward moments in sports I have ever seen was a player, coach, broadcaster, whoever apologizing for something and then a big quote unquote big play happens in the game in the middle of their apology. That has to be probably the most awkward moment I've ever seen in sports. Um, there's really nothing to do about that I mean I there's no justification for him saying that on air or off the air but he was caught all he can do is apologize and beg for forgiveness really I mean with any person that's in that position that's all he can do they can't go back time I'm sure he probably wishes he could go back in time and not say that but he did and there's really nothing all you can do is just at least all I'm going to do is just take his apology and move on. I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, wish for him to be fired and how, how dare the Reds hire him or how dare he work in baseball again. No, I mean, I've enjoyed listening to him for a while now. That's why I like watching Reds games. I like listening to him. Uh, He's also been suspended from broadcasting NFL games this upcoming season. Uh, So he's, he even said in his apology, he's probably done. And with the way the media and the world is in 2020, he probably is done forever. Uh, That's a completely different argument if it's justified or not. I personally, just to lightly touch on it, uh, I don't think it's really fair to judge how he is, his entire personality and how he is as a person over one word. And why I say that is because we're all human. We all make mistakes. If you think you don't make a mistake, you're wrong. Uh, everybody makes mistakes in their life, and his he made a bigger mistake, and he got caught on national television making that mistake. So, I mean, it sucks. It was sucky to hear that it happened. Uh, I did not like the initial fan response from it, but again, that's a whole separate topic. But there's, I mean, I... He apologized. I know it was awkward that Castellanos hit a home run right in the middle of his apology, but I mean, the Reds didn't know that, or the players didn't know that that was going on until after the game. So, and then um, some of the Reds players said stuff. I know Amir Garrett tweeted out something about it. Um, 
he didn't tweet anything um, bad about Tom Bryant. He just said that, you know, I apolog- he apologized, but he didn't say it. So, don't know why he was what he was apologizing for. But it is what it is. It was a sucky situation. Right now, last I read, he was suspended. I do not know if he'll be fired. He most likely will. Uh, from the PR standpoint, uh, and uh, just the, the Reds are in that position where they probably don't want to fire him, but they are kind of in a position of they really have no choice. Uh, but I have no doubt that he will find work somewhere else. I think I personally think he is a talented broadcaster. He's been around a while. So, I mean, we'll see. Uh, the next topic, uh, on to a somewhat lighter note, is we had, the last two topics I wanted to cover today were Joe Kelly, or not Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly's involved in it, but Trevor Bauer, he's back in the news again. Um, Fernando Tatis and the Slam Diego Padres are quite creating quite an uproar. Um, but let's talk about Trevor Bauer first. Uh, last episode, I mentioned love Trevor Bauer, love the momentum stuff and the daily or not daily, but weekly vlogs that he's doing. Uh, he's in the news again because he had custom cleats made that said on one cleat it said free Joe Kelly, on the other cleat it had a picture of Joe Kelly making the baby face to Correa, like a silhouette drawing type version of it. And what he was going to do was do a giveaway with it so with the giveaway uh he had the cleats on there and you had to be entered in to win the cleats that he was going to sign them to win the cleats you had to buy a shirt in the link if you bought the shirt all the money raised from the shirt would be donated from the shirts would be donated to a charity of joe kelly's choice so if let's say if they sold about a thousand dollars worth of t-shirts, Joe Kelly would pick a charity, and that entire thousand dollars would go towards that charity. Uh, Trevor Bauer puts a video on Twitter of him showing off the cleats, explaining the contest. Within the span of two hours, his agents are called, the league, uh, the Reds are called, the league found out about it somehow, and then uh, the league was not happy, did not like that. They said that. Uh, if he were to wear those cleats on the mound during game time, the umpires were instructed to eject him. He would be suspended and fined in a whole ordeal for wearing his cleats, these free Joe Kelly cleats. Uh, I agree with his statement on it. Uh, it is ridiculous. Plain and simple. It's, it's ridiculous. I don't know why. What's the problem with that? Uh the league rules for this year that players could put anything they wanted on their cleats as long as it was not political or offensive slash derogatory. So, like, they couldn't have MAGA on their cleats or um, Vote Joe or, like, anti-gay or any that kind of stuff. They could not have, obviously, but everything else they could. And last time I checked, Joe Kelly is not offensive or political uh so that's kind of annoying that mlb is doing that but i'm sure mlb has kind of a small bone to pick with trevor bauer which led to it he went on a big rant on his youtube channel about it he also talked about boris core coming at him 
because Scott Boris, uh, who's one of the biggest agents in sports, is trying to get Trevor Bauer's vlog shut down. So he went after uh, Boris as well. It was great. And then after the game, I thought the icing on the cake. He Trevor Bauer has MLB. He can play them. He's a, like a puppet. MLB is Trevor Bauer's puppet. I, he trolls them so hard, it is hilarious. He can like tweet out one thing and cause a huge uproar, and boom, they're triggered. I mean, he after the game, he tweeted a picture of the cleats, and he tagged Carlos Correa and said, Hey, Carlos Correa, since I couldn't wear these in the game, would you want them? And that was just the icing on the cake. It was amazing. I loved it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Trevor Bauer making the news again. Uh, I love it. And then he proceeds to go throw another complete game shutout for the Reds back in Kansas City after the uh, throwing the ball over the center field wall incident. He had that send it shirt underneath his jersey and had the little Conor McGregor strut after he got the last out of the game. You, you got to love it. And he's the front runner probably in the NL for the Cy Young right now. Uh, it's great watching him pitch and it's even funnier watching him on YouTube and Twitter because he absolutely trolls everyone and I'm all for it. Uh, the last topic for today, the unwritten rules of baseball. Um, this whole thing is just flat out ridiculous that it was even controversial. So if you didn't see this, so the Padres were up, I believe it was like 10 to three. They were playing Texas Rangers. Padres were up 10 to three in like the sixth or seventh inning. Fernando Tatis comes up. He's got the bases loaded and a 3-0 count. He swings on 3-0, hits a grand slam. Then the next pitcher comes in, throws behind Machado with the first pitch. Obviously, that was intentional. After the game, Chris Woodward, the Texas, excuse me, Texas Rangers manager, makes some comments saying that uh, he didn't like that he swung on 3-0 because... You know, it's against unwritten rule baseball. It's like an etiquette thing. And then uh, Jace Tingler, the Padres manager, um, also outed Tatis, saying he missed a take sign. He gave him a take sign, and he missed it. And then Tatis apologized, which was stupid. The only thing he did wrong was apologize. I don't understand, and I've been around baseball or like watching, playing as a fan, whatever you want to say. I've been with baseball my whole life. You know, my dad was big with baseball. That's how I got into it. My whole family's into baseball and I've been around it my whole life. I've never heard of the unwritten rule of if you are winning by seven runs or more late in the game, you do not swing three and all. I've never heard of that. I never knew that was a thing. I asked my dad about it. He said, um, according to my dad, he said he thought the way it was, um, he would only get mad if players swung on 3-0 if it was ball four. Because he used to coach baseball back when me and my brother were younger. He would coach our teams. He would only get mad if we swung on 3-0 if that pitch was ball four. Because it was like, well, what the freak? You would have been on first if you didn't swing. That was the only time he'd get mad if you swung on 3-0. Um, I, again, I don't, I've never heard of that. I think it's ridiculous that that's even a thing. I mean, you had a bunch of players come to his defense and it's pretty straightforward. If you don't want a player swinging three and oh, then don't 
get the count to 3-0 and just pitch better. I mean, that's all there is to it. And then it led to the reliever that threw behind Machado, got a uh, two-game suspension or something like that. Um, I believe Texas manager Chris Woodward got like a game suspension or something like that because uh, for throwing at Machado on purpose. The whole thing was ridiculous. I mean, at the end of the day, people are upset because Tatis, one of the most electric players in baseball, probably... Um, one of the faces of baseball in 2020 and front runner for National League MVP hit a grand slam. It was the second homer of the day. Uh, he had seven, uh, three run shot earlier in the game. Now he adds a grand slam. Now baseball's in a giant uproar. And it was just, oh, it was just annoying reading that. The people were upset. And what's even more annoying is that people who were upset about uh, Chris Woodward's comments. Like, they said, oh, he shouldn't have said anything. Tatis has every right to swing 3-0. It brings excitement to the game and all that. Those are the same people that rip on players like Jose Bautista or Tim Anderson for doing bat flips. Like, come on. Let them let the, let the kids play. That's the motto that the league is trying, or that the league and the players are trying to get across. Let the kids play. Let them have fun. Let them show personality. You know, they don't need to be these stone-cold robots. If one of the things I love about watching in the NFL is the personality of the players. You know, when they score a touchdown or make a big play, their little dance moves or their little hand gestures, they get fired up. They add that excitement to it. You know, same thing. March Madness is the same way. You know, you got guys that are show, they're having fun with it. They're jumping up and down, fist bumping, doing again, doing their dances and stuff. Baseball needs more of that. And Tim Anderson and... Uh, Tatis and Bauer with his vlogs are perfect examples of that. Baseball needs more of that. If you want to attract more fans, you want to attract a younger audience and get them to stay supporting baseball, you need to add some more excitement to it. Because sometimes, I'll admit, as big of a baseball fan as I am, sometimes baseball can get boring. So you need those exciting moments. You know, Tim Anderson spiking his bat last year and Jose Bautista back in 2015, 15? 15 or 16, I believe it was 15, 15, chucking his bat halfway down the first baseline. The past World Series when you got Alex Bregman, I mean, walking his bat down to first, and then he's apologized for it after the game because he didn't want to disrespect the game, but then you got Juan Soto doing the same thing after it. He's like, I'm not apologizing. I saw Bregman do it. I thought it was cool, so I wanted to do it. He's like, I saw Bregman do it. I thought it was cool. I said, I'm going to do that. I mean, you need some more youthful... It doesn't have to be youthful guys. You just need more excitement in the game. And I think guys like Tatis and Tim Anderson, Soto, all those guys, Acuna, all those guys bring that. And I think it was... I thought it was ridiculous that this was even a discussion. Um, If you're pounding a team... You pound a team. I mean, these guys are professional athletes. They've been through the absolute best and the absolute worst in terms of sports. I think they can take a tough loss every now and again. I mean, it's not like Texas is getting shelled 15-zip every single night. I mean, any team. any If this happened to the Mets, I wouldn't be upset. And if I were the pitcher that gave up that grand slam to Tatis... I wouldn't be mad that he swung 3-0. I'd be mad that I just gave up a grand slam. 
Like, my first thought was if I were that pitcher, he hit a grand slam. I'm mad at that. I don't care what the count was. I'm mad that he swung on, or that he hit a grand slam off me. So, it's, I could go on forever, but it's one of those annoying things. The only thing that Tatis did wrong was apologize. Uh, And then the Padres went on to hit four games in a row with a grand slam and five of their last six because they added another one last night. So now they are the Slam Diego Padres. And I know I said before I wasn't buying them because of their pitching staff, but I might get proven wrong. Uh, I just want to double-check here. I believe they're four games, if my phone will load. I believe they're four games behind the... Yep, four games behind the Dodgers. They've won six in a row, 17-12 and on the year. They're not going to catch the Dodgers. The Dodgers are just too good. But they definitely will be in... Like uh, in the playoffs, I think right as of right now, I think they will keep it up and be in the playoffs. Um, I'm still not sold on them yet because I'm still not sold on that starting pitching. I don't know how that starting pitching is going to fare come playoff time because there's not much playoff experience on their pitching on their whole lineup in general. But I mean, you've got Machado that's been there, done that. You got Hosmer that's been there, done that. I mean, they got some position players that have been there, but they don't really have any pitching that's been there, done that. So I don't really know how I feel about the Padres making it deep into the playoffs, but I definitely see them getting in there. But again, them, just like no one else, they're not going to catch the Dodgers. Um, yeah, no one's... I, I hope this is the year the Dodgers finally win. They're like the Tampa Bay Lightning of Major League Baseball. They've been supposed to win the past like five or six years, and they get so close every year, and they just can't finish it for some reason. I don't know. Tampa Bay Lightning are the same way. But that's pretty much going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, trying to think if there's anything else I want to talk about. Uh, trade deadlines next week. Uh, we'll do an episode. It's Monday, so on Sunday our episode will be our usual episode with also what I think the Mets should do at the deadline uh, and what other moves have happened. Monday will be a trade deadline recap across the whole league as to what went down. We have only had one move so far. Heath Hembray, Brandon Workman of the Red Sox, two relievers getting traded to Philly uh, to hopefully fix that awful Phillies bullpen. That Phillies bullpen has been, ooh, very bad. Like Washington Nationals 2019 bad. But again, we'll be back with two episodes next week covering trade deadline stuff. Uh, Make sure you like, comment, subscribe down below. Uh, Leave a comment if you have any questions, comments, concerns. Uh, I will answer all of them that come forward. And make sure you're following us on social media at Our City Podcast. Thank you for tuning in for this episode. We will see you next Sunday. Hopefully the Mets will be back and COVID-free. And hopefully we'll have some more excitement to talk about. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Let's go Mets.